South of the Six podcast, bringing you the latest on your Toronto Raptors. Now, here are your hosts, Connor Chambers and Adam Corsair. Adam, we're taking a lot of losses these days. But do you know who we're not losing to? The New York fucking Knicks, because they reek. <laughs> I'm telling you. I tried telling you, man. Welcome back to the South of the Six podcast. I am one of your hosts, Connor Hey. Sarah, Adam, how you doing? I that, I'm not even mad that we beat the Knicks, but we did lose to the Celtics, which made me yeah. kind of mad. So, oh, <laughs> you know what? Cheers to that. Always cheers to that. If I can, there we go. Get it going there. Good um, for you for that dub. Yeah, I mean, our only we won two games out of our last five, and they were both against the Knicks. So, <laughs> pour one out for the homies. You know um, who we're not going to beat? <laughs> we will beat Sacramento. Tell you that for free. I don't think so. Uh, that's what you think. I, um, I mean, realistically, we probably won't. I don't think so. But um, as always, brought to you by the Stadium Scene TV Network. I always got to make sure to plug it because I forgot one time at the beginning, and now I'm self conscious about it. So uh, they're great people over there. Make sure to tune in. They produce a lot of great stuff, and yours truly is on there. So it's always nice. Um, before we dive into it, just uh, I mean, I don't even want to say a general consensus on the Raptors because I feel like everyone has the same consensus. But then that would make it general. <laughs> <laughs> You want to run you, that back? <laughs> you know what? You're not. You're not wrong. <laughs> which, which is what fucking pains me with that. You're not wrong. Um, I guess the debate of buyers or sellers has become a little bit more clear, right? I think that we were saying sell when there was the debate about buy. And look, at this point, as of Tuesday, January twenty fourth, the date of recording. Raptors are 11th in the Eastern Conference, have a record of 21 and 27. They sit two games back of a playoff spot, but three games back of 13th. And in the East, relatively speaking. That would put them in a great position to obtain a top four pick, a top two pick. In this draft that I've been hounding on over the last few podcasts is incredibly deep. Top two are, are very stacked. And that's one that you really want to sink your teeth into if you're the Toronto Raptors and Masai Ujiri. Looking, obviously, they've been exploring the trade market. We've heard the rumors. We're going to dive into them. We've heard them on OG. We've heard them on Gary Trent. We've heard them on Fred Van Vliet. We've heard them on, on everybody. But getting those two wins against New York, it did feel nice. Even though I do want to lose every game at this point, I was pretty happy about that. Um, before we get into the Raptors roster, because there are some players I do want to talk about in a positive light, over the last stretch of games, it's just been like three losses, three wins, three losses. Like it's, I don't know if they found their consistency. Is that what would worry you if the Raptors would decide to buy? Like if, if they did decide like to push for a playoff spot, is the lack of consistency on this team something that might worry you in a sense? Are you talking about the rumors that if they bring back Pirtle for a rental piece? and try to push into the to a playoff mix and oops we can't get there because we're so up and down does that hmm. worry me um yeah 
I would say so. I would say that's a fair uh, concern because I just don't think, even if they did make it in, I don't see this team pushing past round one. So what's Agree. the point? Agree. Like you're you're gonna you're gonna sit there and tell me that they'll beat one of Boston, Philly, Milwaukee. Just don't see that happening. No way. Um, and they're not going to get fourth or fifth, so that's why I'm putting those three up there. I mean, Brooklyn or Cleveland could still make their way in Brooklyn if Katie's healthy, and and Cleveland if they go on one of their hot streaks again that they always like to go on throughout the year. Um, that top five <laughs> that worries me. That top five is is very concerning. If if you're the Toronto Raptors right now, and I have to believe that Masai Ujiri. Bobby Webster and that whole front office are looking at that going, can we can we knock off the top five even if we obtain the pieces that we want to obtain? I just don't think so. Like You're going to waste a year. You're not going to be competitive in a draft pool that's really deep. Uh, you're going you're gonna to waste an opportunity to have some proper asset management on expiring contracts and players that you can get max value for. just doesn't seem like the right decision to me, and, and I think that's how they might view it, but... Who knows? I think they have their mind made up. You know, I, I do think you're right that people are generally starting to solidify their feeding. Footy. Feeding. <laughs> footing. Feeding. No, I'm going to stay with feeding. People they're are feeding. They're, at least they're not feeding the delusion of a playoff anymore. You are, like that one? People, the, the little feedies are, are, are dug into the cement and they're oh, staying there. Oh, Christ. They're feedies. Um, you hang around children too much. Their tootsies are, uh, oh, no. are in there. Um, I, I think fans that have been watching this team this year are stuck in a dilemma of not wanting to let go of any semblance of success that they can grab onto and face another rebuild. But I just don't think that they're thinking about the landscape of the NBA, specifically this past offseason, mm-hmm. and what we saw for return trade packages to those that are selling off assets and how teams are still sort of staying in it um, and and what they can get. Like, look, we all thought the Jazz were going to be terrible. Yeah. They're sitting in a playoff spot or a play-in spot right now. Yeah, they're, uh, they're seventh. They're a half a game out of sixth. They're a game out of fifth. They're two and a half games out of fourth. Like, they're 25 and 25, 500 team. And they're ahead of Minnesota, right? Yeah. And these are the team, this is a team, I should say, that people are like, they're looking to rebuild. Danny Ainge is going to blow it up. They're still in it. Who's to say that if we do trade a Gary Trent, Fred Van Vliet, that the assets that are going to come back in return, in addition to draft picks, won't then put this team over next year into a higher seed and maybe push for an actual, maybe not a championship, but an extended playoff run. Sure. That's what I'm leaning towards. And I think when people hear rebuild, because we're so used to Raptors rebuilding and Raptors off years, that it's going to be an extended five, six, seven year lull. I don't see that happening. That may be the case for teams that were outside of this window, like OKC. Mm -hmm. They're still building towards that. But if you have 
a, a trade chip like an OG and an OB or, or whatever, and you get really robust returns from it, you're going to rebound quicker. So I think this this dilemma that fans are finding themselves in, I don't think they're looking at the entire landscape as to what this means if the Raptors are sellers at the trade deadline. I don't necessarily anticipate a huge blow-up, but I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure that Masai knows it's time because their footing, their feeding is very <laughs> the fickle PTs. right now, as you've put it. It was... Three wins, three losses. Three wins. That's not going to get it done in the playoffs. Yeah, no, no. You 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 have to bank on them getting hot, and that's just not going to happen if you're playing a top team like that in a seven game series. It's just not possible. Um, not with not with this current like currently constructed roster, in my opinion. I just I just don't see that happening. So, um, I completely agree with your perspective. I think it's really valid. Um, and speaking of the roster, I, I think we'll dive into that a little bit more because the roster here is you know, it had so much promise and so much potential. We are talking about, you know, this team can be a fourth seed. This team can... And I think that, you know, to be fair, it's if, if I were to look back on, like, if I got, you know, the Men in Black thing, that the, the, the... Yeah, the laser and wipe the memory, like, I'd say the same thing, right? Like, on paper, this roster appeared to be a... a team that could contend for a middle of the road playoff spot fourth seed fifth seed and there's just something that's fallen apart along the way don't know if it's internally or you know players are just off but something has not gone right this team is sitting in 11th and you don't want to be a team in the middle so shit or get off the pot and when you look at the roster right now I'd say over the course of the of the season, I, or even just over the course of the last little bit, everyone has stunk except for except for Scotty Barnes and Gary Trent Jr. In my opinion, and when you take a look at Scotty Barnes over his last seven games, he's averaging twenty point nine points per game. We'll call it twenty one, uh, rounding eight rebounds per game, five assists per game, shooting fifty three percent from the field, thirty nine percent from three. He's had a really good month. He's he's rebounded quite well in terms of his lulls throughout the start of the year midway point of how many games have been played uh he's coming on pretty strong you take a look at someone like gary trent jr this month he's averaged 21 and a half points per game 3.5 rebounds and 2.2 steals that's in 11 games this month so he's been performing quite well a lot of fans out there are saying don't trade gary trent jr sign him to an extension he wants to be here I I love I love Gary Trent Jr. and I think he's a great piece of a championship team, but I don't love Gary Trent Jr. at the number that he's going to get in the off season. Twenty. More, I think. Thirty. No, I think I think he'll I think he'll rest in like twenty five. Mm. That would be I, I could see him getting like a Jalen Brunson esque contract, like a four one hundred. Okay, mm-hmm. um, I could see that for someone like Gary Trent. And I don't know if I like Gary Trent Jr. at four hundred. I just don't know if I if I as as a team that's in a cap world, I don't know if I like that. So do you wanna put your eggs in that basket if you know that you're gonna have a Siakam contract due up, 
a Scotty Barnes contract that's due when your high draft pick comes to being and like his contract's going to be due Gary's numbers are still going to be on the books at that time and and that just complicates things right um unless they decide to move on from Pascal or or whatever in in that period but that's you know we're assuming that that they're going to be around that to me is is why I, I look and I'm like okay you you can maximize a return for Gary Trent as a rental here and still get good assets in return. What do you, what's your take on it in terms of even just this roster, I guess, focusing on Scotty Barnes, Gary Trent Jr. that I've discussed. What are your thoughts about both of their resurgences over the last few games and your thoughts on potential move or potential extension for Gary Trent Jr. on the Toronto Raptors? Scotty Barnes is low-hanging fruit, so we can start there. Sure. Um, I think we were all under the assumption that the sophomore slump wasn't going to be extended. We, I think we even talked about how mm-hmm. players sort of go through slumps and lulls. And, you know, I think the rookie of the year, although earned, didn't do him favors walking into this year, especially being, um, you know, lack of conditioning, sort of not game ready in the beginning sure. of the season. Um, so now that there's some sort of a bounce back and he's sort of returning to form, um, it sort of boosts the confidence back up and saying, okay, you are someone that we can build around. Um, and it's clear throughout all these trade rumors, the names that are being mentioned are the same. OG, Fred, Pascal to some degree, to a far lesser degree, but he is floated out there Mm -hmm. in Gary Trent. No mm-hmm. one's mentioning Scotty Barnes. There's your starting five. Right? No one is mentioning Scotty Barnes at all. So I think that indicates that the Raptors are definitely, they definitely have no intentions on moving on from him. So, and his, if, they, if they did, they would have traded him for Kevin Durant. Durant, right. And I think now that he's had this resurgence, it's given not just fans, but hopefully the front office, some confidence that, hey, moving forward, this is someone that we can we can build around. Um, so that's the easy part. Gary Trent, I sort of lean towards you that I don't think this is someone that I want to pay that much. There is a report, I can't really find it right now, but there is a report that sort of floats out the idea that he might take, he might want 25, but it doesn't have to be long term. It could be 25 at two. Right, like a 250. Yeah, right. So if that's the case, I'd be willing to work with that. Right. Um, but it depends on what the returns are. Right. If, if someone come trade deadline is in a bidding war and they're willing to give you an unprotected pick and say, it can't be 2023. It can't be. Yeah, no, no, no one's going to do that for 2023. And even if they did, if you're giving an unprotected pick in 2023 and you're trading away Gary Trent, it's to a contender. So you don't necessarily really want that pick. But if it's a 2025 unprotected, Mm -hmm. I'm I'm listening. Right. Um. I understand. Do you think? Do you think that? Do you think that maybe? the Pelicans make a move for Gary Trent and trade away one of the Lakers picks like in late 2025 or something like that. Didn't they want Fred? Yes. But if they're, if they're in the market for guard play and they're just, I mean, I, I'd entertain that. 
I don't think he's coming back. I I don't Gary. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know players intention. So I don't understand where fans are getting. Oh, he wants to be here. Said the same shit about Kawhi. Yeah. And then he fucking peace out. Yeah. And Kawhi right now wants Kyle Lowry and Fred Van the Clippers rather want Kyle Lowry and Fred Van Vliet there. Right. I, I saw someone saying that they're suing them for plagiarism. And I thought it was a hilarious tweet. That, you know, Surge is on the trade block, right? So yeah. if they all get trade to the Clippers, you have Norm over there. Maybe you should have just stayed. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Maybe. Hey, this is this is the world coming full circle and being like, you're you lost a couple years that you could have had some glory years in Toronto. And now all these old souls are coming back to haunt you. Whatever. Um, but I just the allure of getting assets in return because it would be it would take more than just I think if there's a bidding war an unprotected first as attractive as that may be I take a lower tier depth piece too just to have it because the Raptors sure sucks sure um, as I just like that a lot mm-hmm. I like that a lot and it's the same goes with Fred you were talking about trends numbers as in the month of january as good as they've been fred's numbers aren't far off no and if you could get a similar return for fred you're talking two unprotected picks how do you say no remember when you were telling me you wouldn't be able to get a first or fifth lead i i think right now they're both playing to get traded oh 100 percent they are yeah one thousand percent they are. Yeah. Like I'm I'm looking through his game log here. Let me take a look. Um yeah, I mean his last four games he I'm sorry from most recent to um like onwards. So Gary against New York on the twenty second, twenty eight points. Minnesota on the nineteenth, twenty five, against Milwaukee thirty nine, against New York thirty three. He had a, a run a stretch of games where he was really bad. Three points, 11 points, 11 points, 14 points that followed that. But over the last four games, he's been playing really hot, but he's been taking a lot of shots. Yes. Like 10 to 23, 15 to 28, 7 to 13, 8 of 19. He's shooting from three, 13 times, 12 times, 6 times, 8 times. Like he's taking a lot of shots, right? And I think that, like you said, He's probably playing to either get traded or put himself in a better position for free agency where he's like, look at how I finished the year. Mm-hmm. I'm so good. Mm-hmm. Sign me, right? Um, at the end of the day, I think it's bad business if the Raptors keep Fred Mibley at the trade deadline. Yeah. And do you feel the same about Gary? Um, the only reason I don't feel as strongly about that with Gary is because of his age. And like yeah. he fits the window and timeline a little bit better than a Fred Van Vliet at this point, who's 28, right? Um, and who's turning 29 in a month, right? Gary Trent Jr. I believe is 23. Um, I thought he was 24. I'll I'll look it up because someone's gonna be like, "No, you stupid idiot! Yes. He's 23. He's 20. Is he 24? He is 24." Okay, so there you go. And so, I mean, four-year age difference, he just turned 24. Like, just. Mm-hmm. Like, a week ago. So, that's why I thought it was 20. He just turned 24. Um, it's five-year age difference. 
right? Fits the timeline a little bit better. Um, Fred Van Vliet can, you know, he he's probably looking. He goes, I'm in my prime. I want to be in a contender. So I can see that. He, he, that's just not going to exist here in, in, in Toronto. And ultimately, I think he'd walk away. So... Yeah, and you can't let them walk away for nothing. No. That's the thing. Um, what do you think, Fred? I know what he's going to command. I know what he's turned down. And he, for those that don't know, I, I believe it was four at 125 or thereabouts. The Raptors put Somewhere the there, but apparently his camp disputed that, like refuted that and said that there was never an offer. He fired his camp today. so Or it was released today that he fired his management. So... Hmm. Yeah, it's curious. I wonder if they discouraged him from taking that offer, and it is now off the table. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think that that offer exists okay. at this current moment. Um, I, like I don't think he would get that anywhere. I think. I think he's gonna. Yeah. What What do you realistically think is going to be his top offer next season? Four one ten. Okay, so just slightly more like than like the just AAC. slightly more than like a Gary Trent. Like I, I think I think someone would give him. I don't think anyone's going to give him thirty million a year for four years. I think that they're probably going to look and say twenty seven and a half for four years. I think that's kind of what he can expect. He's just too inconsistent to garner north of thirty. Like he will give you explosive games. Like we're seeing a run from him. Like I said. Where he is just he's shooting really effectively. He's getting a lot, he's taking a lot of shots and he's your he's your go to scorer right now. But the four games before this four game explosion, one of nine, four of eight, three of ten, five of twelve, three points, eleven points, eleven points, fourteen points, right? Like he's he's getting eight assists, seven, eight assists in those in those things, and he's giving you some rebounds, but like Fuck man, he he's got to like he's known to be a scoring guard. Like he's he's got to do that for you. And if he's not doing that for you, then he's not as valuable for you just because you know, he's he's an undersized guard. He's got to score for you. And if he's not scoring for you, then he's not positively contributing for your team. I'm sorry. It's just, that that's just how I view it. Um Others will see it that way, and they'll see they'll say, you know, we can take the inconsistencies if we're not paying this guy like thirty plus million a year. You're going to save thirty plus million a year for someone that you can rely on night in, night out, and you can for some nights for Fred VanVleet. You can't rely on him night in, night out. All right. Well, that being said, if we're going to sign Gary, would you sign Gary to four at a hundred? Um, you said no because that fucks with future contract yes. situations. Okay. But you do two at 50. I would do two at 50. Okay. If he's willing to do two at 50, then yeah, you don't trade him. But you have to know that Correct. now. Correct. Like those discussions need to happen now. Um, where I lean personally is trade them both. So you yeah. get that prospect capital and or pick capital. Yep. Whatever it may be. And you immediately extend OG. Yes. And well, then you have a core of Siakam, OG, and Scotty to build around with those draft picks that you acquired. And hopefully you sort of encourage tank mode. You hope that you get the number two. 
and you get Scoot. Hey, what if you get number one? I'd still take Scoot. What? Yeah. No, 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 no. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on a second. Can you can you please repeat that? That just for the for the people at all. I just want to make sure. I just want to make sure I'm hearing this correctly. I think I still would. I think so. Because then you're if you trade away Fred, you don't have a pure point guard. And you can get a big they're not hard to get. You're off the fucking Papania. Are you kidding me? You don't... Who would be your everyday point? Scotty Barnes. No, Put him I there. Don't I like don't it. care. I don't like I, it. No, what I'm saying is you have the pieces on this team to make that work. Victor Wembanyama is so generational. The way he stretches the floor, he can be your fucking point guard if you really wanted him to. Like that's that's the level that he plays at, man. Not I'm not discrediting Scoot Henderson because like I said to you, he would be a number 1 in any other draft. But this is how incredibly talented when Benyama is. And it's not to slight Henderson here. Yeah. Like it's, I'm not, I'm not throwing shade or a dig and I think he's a fantastic player, but if you had the number one overall pick and you took Scoot over Victor, that would be a career altering move. So they said, we said the same thing about Barnes and Suggs. We said something very similar when yes. we evaluated the Suggs Sure, not but that's four. Pass. That's four versus five. Yeah, that's I mean, not one versus two. Like if you like if you're if you're not going to take Wenbanyama, then I would make a deal with the second. Then the se- the team has second pick. And and trade down. Yeah, and get more capital back. Yeah, yeah. You could think about that. I I mean I just feel like the center position is a little bit easier to fill than a reliable point guard. Now you're throwing them into the wolves. As a starter, right away, Scoop. Sure. If he's your point you're, throw, you're throwing both. You're throwing both of them into the Wolves immediately. Yeah, but I think Victor can handle that a little bit better. I think he's more primed for it. Not that Scoop I, wouldn't be primed for it. I mean, he's in I agree. the G League. I agree. Um, I don't know. I, I this team is so built around scoring and distributing the ball. Not that Victor can't do that. I just feel like Scoot is more. Raptors ready. I just feel like he fits in the scheme a little bit better. Look, like if the Raptors got the second overall pick and they got Scoot Henderson, I'm I'm not crying about it. Not at all. <laughs> you not know what I mean? All. I I just because then your decision is made for you, right? But if for me as a GM, if when Benyama is sitting on the table with your pick, I think you have to take him. So right now I'm looking at NBA draft room and yeah. they have the Raptors. Um, projected obviously there's no way to know yeah, yeah, they haven't projected at seven yeah and they, they have them taking anthony black point guard from arkansas uh yeah i mean look anthony black is is a is a solid player um point i guard. think yes yeah i, I understand that but th- this is this is my argument here is that when you start getting towards like the sixth seventh picks when you start getting into the middle of the lottery picks like one to 14 you're in the middle of that then you can start playing a little bit more for need 
versus Mm -hmm. like i think when you're at the top of the draft you take the player you think is the best and you figure it out but when you're when you're in that like seven eight range you look and you might be like who's the best player for the position of need for us but everyone has a different perspective right like when you look at a draft some gms are like we always draft for need some gms like we always draft best player available and figure it out um if the raptors end up in seven wasn't that the position that they moved up to number four in yes yes Hmm. yes interesting uh also, this coming from whatever, you can take this for how it is, but yep. Grange saying that the Raptors have had their eyes on number two pick, Scoot Henderson. Yeah. What team hasn't? <laughs> like, <of course. laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, we're, hey, there's this guy that's flying under the radar. Right. Scoot Henderson. I don't know if you heard of him before. But I just, <laughs> I don't know. There's a little bit more chatter there. Look, this isn't a perfect world, right? <laughs> If the Raptors get a high, high lottery pick, either of those players would be awesome to build with OG Siakam and Scotty Barnes. I think that immediately makes you a better team, assuming you have assets that you've gained, like just bodies for the bench, Yeah, and you're able to maybe trade that other first that you get for whoever, right? Um, or those other two for a players, for a player or players, whatever. Yep. You figure it out. I'd argue that that might even make you better than you are right now. I I I I wouldn't I wouldn't argue against that. I wouldn't argue against that. You have holes and to fill. You and then and then you have you have some cap flexibility there to go out and sign some mid level guys like in and around that range that can help you with your team and round you up with the depth. Mm. I wouldn't argue against that. I think I think you're I think you're kind of valid on that. But I think my question, like my question to you, in a hypothetical world, if if the Raptors did get Scoot Henderson, would you then still trade for Shea Gilgis Alexander? I don't know that you could because you made the pick. Mm-hmm. You know, the pick is more valuable before you make it. You know? Right. But I, I think I think I, I think I'm talking more along the lines of you've drafted a point guard of the future for your team. Do you still then trade if like I know you love Shagels Alexander and I and I don't I do like I, I I do as well. I'm not gonna sit here and like who doesn't right. But if you if you're in a position to take Scoot Henderson and you take him, do you still? trade for Shea Gilders Alexander. I'm saying no. I don't think mm-hmm. you're it, only because I don't think you're able to without including what would be him. Right. Um and at that point you're getting a, a an amazing blue chip prospect. Right. And cap flexibility. Bingo. If you trade for Shea, you have no cap so you are Agree. heavily relying on that core. And if something happens AKA the Buffalo Bills. If something <laughs> happens, mm. you're you're clawing. Whereas if you make this draft pick, you have assuming that's the Raptors pick, right? That's yeah. the Raptors pick. You theoretically have two more firsts from a Fred Van Vliet, Gary Trent trade. Yeah. You can build something nice. Well, I mean, talking about hypothetical firsts, 
I would be remiss if I didn't talk about OG Ananobi. And the rumors out there about OG Ananobi stating that the Raptors turned down a trade package offer that included not one, not two, but three future first round picks for OG Ananobi. The Raptors said no. Mm-hmm. If this report is true, I mean, it's no way to really ever know. But if this report is true, it's almost aligns with what we were discussing on our last podcast, which was the rumor was that the Raptors were looking for a Donovan Mitchell type trade package for OG Ananobi. This is not a Donovan Mitchell type offer for OG Ananobi. And they turned it down. Do you think the Raptors are shooting too high with a Donovan Mitchell-like trade package for OG and Nobi, or do you think that anything within that realm is the only thing that should be considered for him? The latter. I think those three firsts are from the Knicks, and a lot of them are unprotected. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I, I think when you hear "Ooh, three firsts," you know you're thinking fantasy football, whatever. Oh, mm-hmm. gotta get those first. They're probably pretty protected. And uh-huh. um, the I, I don't see any team that would sort of scoff at that. Um, and in, in that aspect, you have to go with, you know, Masai, the trust you have in Masai. Yeah. I don't think they're aiming high because I don't know that there isn't... You can make an argument that he is the best player available on the market. Assuming I agree. Assuming they're selling. I agree. And I think I think that's why every time you hear someone, Zach Lowe, or anyone that's in the industry saying, the NBA market is waiting for the Raptors. Mm-hmm. And that's all you keep hearing from everyone. You keep hearing that from, from every NBA insider is that the market is waiting on Toronto. Yep. Because if Toronto makes moves, they have some of the most intriguing names that could be available on the trade market. Not even just an OG and Nobi, but potentially Fred Van Vliet, Gary Trent Jr., and maybe, maybe Pascal Siakam. I, I'm, I'm just maybe. I'm, I don't, I don't think it would happen. I think that's too big of a deal for a trade deadline. But I digress. I'm not scoffing. Yeah, I know. I, I know people out there are probably what the fuck, man. No, I'm, maybe. That in and of itself gives Masai Ujiri the power to say no to three future first-round picks right now because he's not pressed. And now that that's out there, whether that was intentional or not, it's going to make an understanding to a lot of teams that we can't present that because then they're just going to say no. So what are we really willing to give up for OG? Is it three future first and a promising prospect will that get it done mm. is it four or five firsts with salary filler like a guy that's just a bum and rides a bench and just throwing an extra couple picks like is it three is it three unprotected first and two pick swaps right like these are the things that that teams might start thinking now you start getting into the realm with donovan mitchell-esque maybe we weren't and we were laughing at that first like yeah okay but og and Nobi, like you said he could potentially be the most intriguing trade pa- trade piece on the market. He's arguably defensive player of the year. He's scoring at the most efficient rate of his career. He's got 
career numbers in points per game. Um, I believe assists and rebounds, he's either close to or career high. He's having a truly career year. There's a reason why teams are offering three three un- three future first-round picks in this case for him. Yep. So the Raptors understand that, and they think that they can get more, and they're playing the market. So I think OG will go. I don't think you can look at that and say, you know, it's ignored. It just they just have to if they trade OG there, they are making a conscious decision to. Also, I would hope trade Fred VanVleet and then Gary Trent Jr. I don't think you trade OG and then and then keep those two. I just don't think that's for business. Yep, bingo. So that's what I was going to say. You, if you're pulling the trigger on an OG, you have to pull the trigger on a Fred VanVleet yeah. and Gary Trent. If yeah. you pull the trigger on a Gary and or Fred, you don't have to pull the trigger on an OG. Um, Agree. But let's talk about that. What team could theoretically meet that asking price? And we're assuming this is going to include a 2023. Um, I I look look at a team that I was hyping up earlier in the year. Um, Still in the thick of a playoff race. You know, they're they're two and a half games out of fifth. But they're currently in 12th. The Portland Trailblazers, I think, might be. hmm? They're looking to buy. And I think that they might have been the team that offered the three picks for OG and Nobi. Oh, interesting. Okay. I think I think that they're the team that did it. And, and I know I know there are some people that are saying the Knicks. I think Portland. And the reason why I think this is because there's already a relationship established between the two front offices. They've made deals before. Um, and I don't think that that can be understated. I think that this business is relationship built and a lot of teams that make deals with each other oftentimes will go back and continue to make deals with one another you know probably just the way that they did things they respected their processes and stuff like that um portland needs to be buyers for damian lillard yeah and even though they're in actually they are not in 12th or in 13th so apologies on that. But they're in 13th with a positive point differential. Like, that's crazy to me. The LA Clippers have a negative point differential and they're in sixth, right? Like, that just goes to show you how, how like, wild the West is right now. It's the Wild West. They are four games out of fourth place. And they are in 13th. This is, we're talking numbers like it is the third week in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? And we are at the end of January. So... Any one of these teams can theoretically be buyers. That's why I look at the West as a lot of like buying teams. I don't see a lot of selling teams out in the West just because of the disparity and lack of disparity between teams. Like like everyone is so close. Like they're so grouped together. Everyone's moving up and down all the time. Portland will be buyers because they were buyers in the offseason. They have to be buyers for Dame. They're going to swing big, I think, and try to land an OG and an OB. I think if I had to put if I was a betting man and I had to put my money, my chips down on something, I could see OG and Nobi going to Portland. If that happens, I don't know that I want a 2023 first. Why? Because 
if you're trading an OG and an OB, I want that pick to be a little further down the line. So you kind of go all in and your team sort of fades and then you kind of suck. And it's more likely that that, not that it will be, but it's more likely that that pick later in 25, we'll say, sure. will be a lottery the, than 23. The Raptors have the seventh worst record in the NBA currently. Mm-hmm. They are sitting at seven. Portland is the eighth worst record in the NBA. But assuming they get an OG, they're moving up. Sure. What if there's an injury? What if Damian Lillard's out for the year two, a week after the trade for OG and Nobi? Then it's unprotected. Right? Right, you're you're getting an unprotected. Fight. Correct, and and what I'm saying is, this team is already near the bottom. Right, you want to make a trade with a team that's already near the bottom that's looking to buy. Like that, that is the ideal scenario for a selling team: is a team that's sort of near the bottom but looks as an opportunity to buy, and they're like, "We'll give you this unprotected pick." That so is gold. They don't have their own. 2023 first. Oh, there you go. The they have the Bulls, but if the Bull the Bulls is a top fourteen projected uh, protected pick, so it's a lottery protected, and it will defer to 2024. Yeah. So they don't have anything in terms of that. So yeah, like you're saying, if, if they're if they're trading OG to Portland, then this is then this is futures. Yes. Um, they're probably just banking on their own pick being high, right? And then maybe trying to find some mid-tier filler for this draft. Like I said, it's still very deep. And finding talent in the mid-tiers of the first round or even the late tiers of the first round is still good talent. That can't be discredited. Even though we talk about the top so much, the top like, you know, two and then the top ten, it still can't be discredited the amount of talent that's in this draft. And if you're a selling team, you want to try to get as involved in that as possible. This team can do it. They find talent all over the place. Whether regardless whether they draft it or not, they find talent, right? Um, it would be interesting to see. Portland strikes me. I think the I think the Knicks also strike me as a team that would look to do that. Um, you know who has? I could see. I could see Atlanta. Yeah, see, so you're not saying them on purpose. What? Who do you think? Sacramento has their own first. I don't want to fucking. They have their first. I don't, don't want to talk about these. I don't want to talk about these bums, man. They have their first in twenty three. They have their first in twenty five. They have their first in twenty seven. They just re-signed their GM today. By the way, uh, he agreed to a contract extension today. Wouldn't you? Yeah. <laughs> Not in Sacramento, though. No fucking shot. Caught living there. The There's no way. Th- what better way? They are, all jokes aside, well above 500. Eight games over 500. Yep. They are, I don't want to say legit. I was no. talking to my buddy today. It would not shock me if they made a run. No. They're the Sacramento Kings. Adam, the third it's in their in the it's West. in their DNA. They would play the Clippers if the playoffs started today, and they would lose to the Clippers. I they would lose. Know. They would lose to the Clippers. They would lose to Kawhi. They would lose to Kawhi. They would lose to Paul George. They would lose to the Clippers. I don't know. De'Aaron Fox getting cooked on defense. I'm telling you that for free. <laughs> getting cooked. Rotisserie chicken. Kings, Kings can't, Kings can't hold against a top tier talent. I still believe that in a, in a 
in a best of seven playoff series, I don't think they can do it. Okay. All right. Them aside. Mm-hmm. I'm not seeing a lot of teams that – maybe Atlanta. But didn't they cough up a lot to San Antonio? Um, yes, but if you are if you are Toronto, then maybe you're interested in John Collins. Oh, so you're talking bodies at this point. Uh, maybe. Like, I, I'm, I'm playing on a different angle, right? If they don't have the picks that you want, then you go, okay, well, what about John Collins? Like not it wouldn't it, that straight up that wouldn't work like they'd have to give us back more, but if you included John Collins type in that deal, you know I'm just, I, again these are just I'm just trying to find fits. Sure, sure. For me, looking at it, the most obvious ones to me are Portland, Atlanta, Knicks. I could see the Mavericks also making a a move here. Also, like like in that in that regard, yeah. the Mavericks to me are another team that kind of stands out in that group as someone that would be willing to make a move for an OG and an OB. So you're focusing a lot on the West right here. Yeah, I mean... I got I like two teams in the East, two teams in the West, right? Like, I got New York and Atlanta in the East, and then I'm Portland and Dallas in the West. And I'm, I'm also trying to look at teams that I think have the assets to do this, right? New York does, but they're so protected. That's why I don't know. I think the Raptors scoff at it. If you're getting an OG and an OB, you are paying a premium. There, is, there are no conditions. Mm-hmm. Maybe swap conditions, but there are no protections on your picks. Yeah, I don't, I don't disagree at all. No. Uh, well, look, we, I don't envy Masai Ujiri in this instance. Uh, I do love to chat about it, as do you. That's why we do this. But um, well, hold on, let me ask one more question before. Sure. If Siakam is available. He is the most valuable trade asset. On yes. The market. Okay. Yes. Because yes. just of the level of play, the uh, durability, I yes. guess. Okay. So. 1000% he becomes the most valuable. I still don't think he is. I don't the, think he's going anywhere. I don't think he's like available. Um, and that's why I'm putting OG in that regard. Saying that if he was then the Raptors arguably might have the top three available assets for trade on the market. I really believe that the Boston Celtics get Jakob Pertl. That's all they need. Sure, but he's not more valuable than, on on paper, in my opinion, he's not more valuable than, like, yeah, it, it depends. But still a very good player. And I think that Boston would be stupid not to look at a Yaka Pirtle because they're they're a Yaka Pirtle away from being a, a very complete team. Two firsts. You get his yeah. bird rights. Mm-hmm. Kind of juicy, but anyway, um, sorry. No, that's that's fine. I, I like I like the the theory, and, and this kind of takes us into the NBA landscape of things. That's kind of where I was going to go with next. Sure, yeah. Just taking a look at the landscape around the NBA. We talked about the Sacramento Kings. They're third in the West. Adam Sacktown Corsair loves it. Are Just, you? Uh, are you waiting? You are. Okay. Okay. Continue. You were saying. 
<laughs> what what place in the west? Not first, not second. Mm. The third. Hmm. Celtics Kings finals. <laughs> hey, look. They are four games out of eighth. Just saying. They're closer to eighth than they are to first, and they're third, so sucks. Um, the Kings are third place, so I do have to give credit where credit is due. Um, Adam's been on them since the beginning of the season, so I will give him his flowers here. Um, it's it's hard not to acknowledge it at this point, so that's great. As for my teams that I thought might make some noise, the Lakers and the Portland Trailblazers are currently sitting 12th and 13th in the West. So, um, To be fair... Lakers don't have AD, and both teams are sitting literally two games out of a non-playing spot. So um, anything can happen, and the Lakers just trade for Rui Hachimura. So that's the move that puts them into title contention for sure. Shocked that they don't have AD. <laughs> Absolutely shocked yeah, that he's missing well, time. Yeah. Shocked. Well, are you? Shocked. Ah, nah, he's a warrior. Um, <laughs> no, he's a Laker. <laughs> Dad joke. Oh, God. <laughs> Are you like this around your wife? No. Thank no. God. No, she rejects me no. outright. You'd have I, some I you'd have some divorce papers to sign. <laughs> tell you that for free. It's weird. She calls me Connor all the time. It's weird. Oh, <laughs> that's interesting. Eh? <laughs> tell Cindy I said hello. Um in the in the East, uh the real Connor, by the way, not the mm -hmm. fake one. Mm -hmm. Um in the in the East, uh taking a taking a look around, surprising for me is the Indiana Pacers are still in a play in spot. Um they've lost seven games in a row though. So they were sitting at twenty three and 18 they're now sitting at 23 and 25 but they're still in ninth place so um that's a team i don't want catching toronto in a tanking spot i don't want them catching us in a tanking race because they will be able to have tank us because they are just a worse team in my opinion yep um the raptors are the only team with a positive point differential that are sitting eighth or lower in the east so uh, call it bad luck, call it what you will. Um, they are the only team with a positive point differential. That includes the Atlanta Hawks, Indiana Pacers, and Chicago Bulls, who are all in play-in spots. Uh, they also have the say they're tied with point differential of the Miami Heat, who currently sit in sixth place. So I think that might be why some fans take a look at that and think, you know, why not us? We can still do that. We're just not good enough, man. We're just really not. Portland also has a positive point differential, and they sit in 13th, so I just wanted to point that out. Yep. Um, when you take a look at the overall standings of the NBA, for the tankathon, you got Houston number one, Detroit number two, Charlotte number three, San Antonio four, Orlando five, Washington sixth, and then Toronto seventh. Um, Toronto and Washington are technically tied in record but washington's played two less games so that's why they're ahead of us uh the raptors are like i said three games back of being 13th in the eastern conference which would put them fifth overall in the tankathon standings so um i kind of want to put a little bit of a different take on that today just sort of seeing as that's the angle that we're trying to get to and i figured why not we start this conversation now yeah just remember when you're uh when you're tanking, you're still winning. Even when you're losing. That's right. 
you know love it that's that's the that's the mentality and and i think look raptors fans embrace it. it's the way it is because this is not like adam had said earlier this is not a five-year plan right this is not five years of being absolutely dog shit this is like two years like i like I would include this year and next year of some pain if that's what the Raptors go like the rebuild that we would like them to. Year three might be like, oh, let's have some fun and and contend in a playoff spot, and then you and then that fourth year, like I'm including this as year one, right? And then that fourth year would be like, all right, let's we're we're about to make some moves, and it could be even year three to be fair, but I think years one this year and years two are not going to be fun. But years three and beyond, we'll have some positive, upbeat attitude with with this fan base and with the team. So, depends on if, if they get one or two. Yeah, that accelerates things. Yeah, but I'm not counting on that. I, I, I'm really not. It would be it would be nice, but I think to count on that would would be counting the chickens before they hatch. Gotcha. You know. Yeah. Um. Okay. Thoughts on the league? Anything that. I miss it. You want to chat about before we move on? Sure. Yeah. Uh, Celtics are scary. Um, fool's gold mm-hmm. to really invest into that game and seeing that the Raptors lost by a bucket and saying, "Oh, they hung in there." Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum did not play. Um, Smart got hurt. It, it, the team had a few bad breaks, especially at the end. Um, we actually had company over the house watching that game, so it was not fun. Um, but that team is scary. My condolences. Yeah. And like I said, if they, the rumors are they're in on Pirtle. So are the Raptors for some reason. I don't understand it. Um, but if the Celtics do cough up the price to get Jakob Pirtle, they're going to be really good. Um, Philadelphia starting to come back to life. They're on a five-game winning streak. Good for them. Um, you would hope you. that the Bulls don't out-tank the Raptors. And, you know, you don't want the Raptors to wait too long. Even though you said that low... Indicated that the league is waiting on to see what the Raptors do. Uh, some teams get impatient and they want to make their moves now. And if Chicago is going to mm-hmm. make moves, um, you don't want that to be at the detriment of the Raptors' tank ambitions. Um, again, all jokes aside, I think the Kings are legit. I don't think necessarily they're title contenders, but I do think that they are not a first-round knockout. I, I do think they, they're going to make some noise in the playoffs. That's fair. Um, depending on who they play. Uh, yeah, that, that's that's basically it. I, I think that if the rumors about Dallas are true, that uh, Luca is saying, hey, it's time for you to build around me. It's time for you to trade for some assets. He's never asked for anything before. Um, I hope they do it because that's a very fun team and he's a fun player to watch. Dallas, Dallas with an OG and an OB would be a scary team. Yeah. 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 Really fun. Yeah. Especially watching him, he is a joy to watch. Yeah, um, if you if you put the defensive prowess of an OG and an OB on that team with the ability to help alleviate some of the scoring, like some of the scoring focus that's always on Luca, I think he's a really good fit for that team. Yeah, yeah. So I could I could see I could see that that would be a lot of fun if he was on Dallas if they're willing to pay. Um, yeah. Don't sleep on New Orleans, especially with the capital nope. that they have. That Lakers pick, you know, even though they made that trade, I still think they're not going to um, accelerate. Um, yeah, saying that though, uh, an hour ago, Pelican Zion Williamson to miss at least two more weeks. 
So that is a detriment to them. Uh, however, they're still in fourth, so they are staying afloat with no Zion Williamson and no Brandon Ingram either. So uh, kudos to them for holding in. Yeah, at that point, just bring them back after the All-Star break. It yeah. makes no sense. Uh, two weeks from now is just before Valentine's Day, and the All-Star break, at least for the Raptors, starts the next day. Yep. Just and the, the trade the trade day. Headline in the NBA is Thursday, February the 9th. Yeah, so for those that are wondering. So just over two weeks from now. Yep. Yeah. Uh, that's it. That's all I got for uh, around the league. I think, cool. you know, this is the time where things start to amp up and it gets yep. very, very interesting. I think I think one team before we move on sure. that has disappointed me a little bit, um, I guess actually two teams, and I'm looking in the West, um, Golden State Warriors at 23 and 24, We've talked about this before in previous podcasts. Really disappointing. Expected a lot more from a team that was pretty dominant last year. The other team that's disappointing me is the Phoenix Suns. They're hurt. They're twenty four and twenty four. They're I know, but you know, you you still the teams that are legitimate or were legitimate title contenders the previous season. You still expect them to be at least be able to battle some injury adversity. Right, because you're like they teams that usually get to that point have the depth to sustain that throughout the year. Um, both Phoenix and Golden State have shown me that it's you know maybe it's just the West that has a lot of parity to it, or I don't know. But you know, seeing the Utah Jazz ahead of both of those teams 50 games into the season at more than the halfway point is a little shocking to me. Yeah, it's going to be weird if the Warriors just sort of creep up and have to face the Kings and get booted round one, defending champs. It's going to be weird. <laughs> I would love. I actually, I actually, I would be there for that. I would like to see that. I think it'd be fun. Kings, King, Kings can Kings can beat a few teams in that race. They're good. If the Kings, if the Kings play, if the Kings play the Mavs, who's winning that series? I think the Kings are deeper. Yeah, but Luka's going to take yeah, over. Yeah, you're right. And that would just be so fun to watch. That's like, that, at would that, be, point, that would I, be a cool series. That would be a cool yeah, series. Yeah, I don't care about the outcome as much as I care yeah. about the entertainment of the game. Yeah. You know? For how sure. do you not... Not you, just anybody. How do, how do yeah, you yeah, not yeah. like Sabonis? He's fun. Like, he's just a big white dude that... Slant like he's fun. He's just you could tell. I've liked, he's just a I've joy liked to Sabonis. Watch. I've I've liked Sabonis from the beginning. Uh, I've I've really enjoyed his game. Um, and I liked I, I liked what he was doing over in Orlando, over in Indiana. Like he's he's a good player, man. Uh, and he's really grown into his own. So um, you gotta give you gotta give your props to him, man. He's he's a good player, and he knows how to knows how to navigate. He knows how to navigate the NBA, and he knows his strengths. So. Better than most players, I guess. So good for him. Um, and that's it for you for the NBA landscape, right? That's it. Yep. Lovely. Um, fire up the sound cue. Two sweet moment of the week. It's time for the two sweet moment of the week here on the South of the Six podcast. Um, you or me? Good. All right. You got it ready? Pretty sure I got it right make sure okay well as you as you take a look um, i got it ready good essentially an absolutely gorgeous play 
Raptors were playing the New York Knicks, as I alluded to, and they shit all over them, which was nice. Um, you may have seen online, and you probably did. If you're a Raptors fan, I'm positive you did. It was a drive into the mid lane, kick out towards someone in the corner. Obviously, the guy was blind as fuck because Scotty Barnes intercepts it and throws an absolute dart to Gary Trent Jr. down the court for a beautiful slam. Again, very extended. Here's Barrett. The stop. Barnes. A dart. Rush to Love it. I I actually low key forgot that Matt Devlin said it was a dart. Oh yeah. So that was a pure coincidence. <laughs> it was nice. It was nice. Uh, and that that is my two sweet moment of the week. Um, Adam, you got a pretty cool one on you. Let the viewers know. Yeah. Listen, my two sweet moment of the week is so fucking awesome that it hasn't even happened yet because it's gonna be the entire Kings raptors game tomorrow night the most much must watch nba game part two of the season this is going to shatter television records more than the finals more than the super bowl this thing is everybody's white knuckling their chairs right now because that's the, crazy the anticipation for this game is ridiculous. In all seriousness, though, weird shit happens in Sacramento when it comes to the Raptors <laughs> playing does, over there. So, this is look. I I have no shame to admit it. I am do not have the the wherewithal to be able to start a game at 10 p.m. on a work night and go all day until like 1 a.m. So I will be watching this the next day, but I am excited to watch this game. Uh, it sure will be a good one, Adam. Won't know who to cheer for, who to support. He's just gonna say, "I hope both teams have a great time yeah. and get a high-scoring game and see some see some action." But look, um, I almost choked on my drink when you were going through that. So, <laughs> congratulations, you almost killed me. And, and uh, it'll be it'll be fun. I'm I'm I am actually looking forward to that game. I will watch it. I do have to admit, the Sacramento Kings have looked like a really fun team to watch this year. So. Good for them. They will have a fun playoff series at some point this year. They will. I think so. Uh, I don't know who they're going to play, but I think that they're going to make it entertaining. And ultimately, if you're a neutral fan watching a basketball game, that's all you want. So kudos to them. Um, okay, I think that's pretty much it, unless there's anything, Adam, that uh, I, I, I would go through game predictions, but they're pretty much all losses at this point anyways. So... Um, you got to win maybe against Trailblazers and maybe Rockets and Spurs. Yeah, so just take a look at this. So, yeah, Sacramento, I think they'll lose. Mm -hmm. Golden State, I think they'll probably lose. Portland, this is this is a road trip, by the way. Like, the Raptors are not back again until Wednesday, February 8th. They are on a seven-game road trip against Western teams. One, yep. two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah. So Sacramento on the 25th, I think they lose. I think you agree with me on that. Yep. Um, Golden State, I'll say they lose. Yep. Um, Portland, they could win that. I think they. I think they can. Hmm. I think they can. All right. I'll give it. I'll give that one to win. Uh, Phoenix, I think they lose. It's gonna be close. Yeah, I think they still lose that though. Sure. Um, Utah, I think that they lose. Okay. 
because that is a oh no it's not a back-to-back i was saying it's back-to-back but it's not i still think they lose i think utah is just gonna do some voodoo shit uh larry marketing is gonna probably cook us for 50 or something sure um houston they should win yes uh memphis they will lose and then san antonio because we are planning on doing a trade deadline podcast on thursday february 9th so include san antonio i think they should win that game so i'll say i'll say three games three games that they win since we record our next pod three and four that's fine no it's not fine they need to be worse i agree i agree I'm three saying... and four is not help them yeah on neutral lose, ground lose to portland lose to portland okay I, I can i can understand wins against houston and san antonio lose to portland please okay. all right um Okay, uh, that's pretty much it. I'm taking a look, and you know, we usually run our, you know, just past the hour queue as, as we normally do, and it's never planned to go this long. We just chat, and then I look at the time, and I say, oh, we, we got to run. So, uh, if you enjoyed what you were hearing from these two lovely voices, you can find us on any one of the popular podcatchers out there: um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Google, the Google Store, Google Play right google it's podcast google play. they're called now google po- google podcasts i can't keep up with the millennials anymore uh google podcasts all the top podcatchers that you listen to except for soundcloud once again even though adam rocks a backwards cap we are not soundcloud rappers uh <laughs> you can follow us on twitter uh i am at connor chambers that is at adam corsair we are at south of the six spelled with the number six and the letter ix and as adam would say we are out of time uh it was a pleasure having you guys along and we will see you for our next episode which we will i'm sure be talking about some juicy trades whether they're the raptors or whether they're not what implications they have in the nba in the landscape it's going to be a fun one I'm, i'm really looking forward to our next episode because there's going to be a lot that transpires over the next two weeks that we as the past selves have no clue about so i'm really looking forward to that one tank season Um, is real tank season is real tank season is in effect gas up the tanks jump off the bandwagon into the tanks and let's storm through um thanks again for listening tune in next time and we will chat with you later peace out Thank you for listening to the South of the Six podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at South of the Six and subscribe to our show. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify. Yeah, we're everywhere. While you're at it, if you liked what you heard, do us a solid and leave us five stars and a quick review. We appreciate it. Thanks again. Go Raptors.